Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. We just finished talking about a really fun episode of What We Do in the Shadows. I really am enjoying recapping this. It feels weird because we're not as funny as these people, but I know it's, it's true. been good. But we've all, we we said from the beginning that the show is funnier than we are. We are just enjoying the show. So right, exactly. Just listen to us be completely in love Fan with girls. Yeah, with all Total of these characters. I yeah. like Nadia looked so beautiful in today's episode, and I didn't she even did. mention that. I know she did. <laughs> anyway, we took last week off, which was much needed. It was a stressful week, and this yes. whole freaking month has been pretty terrible. But. <laughs> Talking to you for the last hour and a half has made it better. I just, it's very, very true. It's, it's got us back to like a sense of normalcy and allowed us to be our best selves with each other for right. an hour and a half. There are like two times each year. So this is what this is. We're start. We're about to hit our third anniversary of wildly tarot. Right. One 2019, 2020, 2021. Yeah. Our th- yeah. Yeah. Third anniversary of doing wildly tarot. This is like such simple math. And yet I still had to do it on my fingers. So we've been doing this for three years and every single year, there are two times where we're like, why are we doing this? And it's always the week of Yule and sometime in the summer. Every it's like basically both solstices. We're like, Uh we can't do this. Right, right, right. And we get through it every time. I was was thinking the other day, I was like, why do we always forget to take solstice off? Like why, (laughs) why do we remember to prepare for summer? But why do we forget? We never think about oh, yeah. this. Winter solstice. That's yeah. Good. Okay. And yeah. even this week, it was like we were supposed to record on Tuesday. Today's Thursday. And I just could not make it happen. I just feel <laughs> so bad for you because you have to stay up late to record this. Well, th- thankfully, I think for, I mean, it thankfully it worked out this week that I'm able to stay up later now. And it's not a big problem at all or anything yeah. like that. And Esther has taken a three day weekend because Woo-hoo! she my first three day weekend off for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little I shimmy. meanwhile am forced to take this week off. I have no choice whatsoever. I couldn't work even if I wanted to. But yes, we are here. We're back. We're doing our year end recap. And then we're going to start off strong when Esther gets her package, her quarterly package from me, Woo-hoo. which I have to say is quite filled with beautiful. Well, I decks. will say that my year review is going to be like the first six months of the year review because <laughs> the last half of this year do- is still in that box. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah. That's a really good point. Good so Esther. just letting you all know that mine is not a complete view of the whole year. I'm sure. Right. So. And mine is not a complete view of the whole year because my brain has melted completely and we I don't, don't process what. time that we don't, way it, This is like, we. I was thinking, I was like, what, when was this deck actually purchased this year or was it right. arrived this I get year? It? Well, so that's one of the things that I was thinking about is that it's probably more like most used of the right. year, not from right. this year because time doesn't mean anything. Exactly. And especially the last two exactly. years, like right. really doesn't right. mean anything. So that's why I was I was wondering, I was like, how are we going to do this um, differentiating of time? Is it going to be like kickstarted? Right. Storted, oh, my gosh. Kickstarted. Kickstarted. <laughs> or arrival date, publishing date. So I'm glad we figured yeah. that out. Yeah, we'll talk about that more when we're actually doing that section. Yeah. But we are going to start with questions first, Yay. as per usual, because we have a lot of questions that I'm trying to catch up with. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. 
And you're doing and I was card of the use day? The Hilda tiles. Yeah, I'm doing card of the day using Hilda tiles, but I just dropped one on the floor. <laughs> so let's see who's over there. Um we'll go with the Knight of Cups. Oh, that's really nice. Full-blown flying. Sorry, listener. I was definitely leaning all the way away from my mic. Card of the day, Knight of Cups. Knight of Cups. Yes. Okay. Oh. Knight. Knight. Because the nine Which... and knight sound very similar. So we've had yeah, this problem yeah, yeah. before. Yes, we have had this problem before. <laughs> but I like the Knight of Cups for a card of the day because it is action-y and romantic-y and rose-colored glasses. vibey. Exactly. Yeah. Get get the mood lamp going. Get the seven yeah, exactly. incense. The lush pleather Lights of candles. <laughs> hey, the sun is in an in an earth sign Bless. again. So I am well. ready for this. Yeah, it, Sagittarius season always seems to fuck me over every single time. I feel like every every year. Okay, I think my dog might be a Sagittarius. Dungy's fully a Pisces, and Com just a full blown Scorpio. So. <laughs> yeah she is love that dog definitely Scorpio though <laughs> okay so for our first question episodes from Kat and she says a few days ago I had a dream that has been haunting me ever since in the dream I was presented with the eight of swords as my card it was in the context of a workshop I was taking not a real workshop but as part of the dream involving astrology and the card was shown to me as mine in the dream I got upset and frustrated and wondered why I had to have this card when I woke up, the astrological stuff didn't feel as important as the Eight of Swords. It stuck with me, and I feel like it's lurking around waiting for me to figure out what it means. In particular, I'd like to know what lessons I'm supposed to learn from the Eight of Swords and in what areas of my life. I get that the Eight of Swords is about not seeing the forest from the trees, but which forest? What trees? All of them? Some of them? The other thing <laughs> I'm wondering is the Eight of Swords really my card? That feels like such a burden, and yet that aspect of my dream really felt significant. If it is, what exactly am I supposed to do with this knowledge? I've spent a fair amount of time trying to come up with useful questions to ask, and I'm not sure if I've done a good job of that. Mostly because the moment I start thinking about this, my mind starts to tilt to whirl. So any insight you might have would be wonderful. I think it's completely, completely hilarious that in a dream you would get the Eight of Swords and then you'd be so paralyzed by that Eight of Swords that you can't break out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's probably what the dream is saying. Not that it's your card, but that you're just in general overthinking things and kind of in that way limiting yourself. Or it's your sleep paralysis demon, like fully realized. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't think that there are like full-blown signs in dreams. Oh, yeah. Because I totally do, but it's just like... It's funny that the result of getting a card in a dream about not being able to move forward would make you feel like you can't move forward. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Right. So I think that maybe even saying like, what are we, what, what should Kat be getting out of this eight of swords? Yeah. Would be a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. What? And then we can move on from there. I'm used. So also, oh, we d we have written a spread before when you're getting a card consistently about breaking through whatever that card means. Yes. So we'll post notes. a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but or we you can use that, or we could just start with this. Yeah. What was it? But yeah, it, it, this happens sometimes. What is the question we're trying to ask before? Uh, what you should be getting, getting out? out. What cat should be getting out of the okay, eight okay. of swords? Sorry, I got distracted by. What your, your beautiful mouth was saying. 
My loud mouth. Catchity getting out of the Eight of Swords. I'm using Fifth Spirit Tarot for people who are wondering. Because I have to spite somebody. Do you want to tell us why? <laughs> it's out of spite. Yeah. We got a review of our book that was really nice. And for no, no reason. reason whatsoever. Suddenly. At the very end. The very end. This author shaded Fifth Spirit Tarot. It's just like for no, for no reason. reason. And we love it. Yeah. Exactly. And it was a great review of our book, but also like, what the what? hell? It suddenly took a, a left turn. I was like, just for you. like one <laughs> sentence. Like, why are you at it? Why did you feel the to need say to this? Add that? But, whatever. but also, I feel exactly. I feel like partially it was because it was a Christian writing it, and they may not have liked the theme of the deck. I mean, he has written a lot. We Googled him immediately <laughs> right after we read it. Cause I was like, why does this guy have such a weird issue with fifth spirit tarot, which we, as we have discussed on the podcast extensively is like such a yeah. great deck for representation. Uh -huh. I love the art. Yeah. Like we, I think we referred to it as like very cottage core. The whole deck yeah. is still cottage core. Do you remember when that was such a buzzword it at was. the middle of the pandemic? <laughs> Does anyone call stuff cottagecore? I do, but I'm also do. playing Animal Crossing still and want all of my <laughs> animal stuff to be cottagecore. So <laughs> we're just like revisiting early pandemic it's, life. Just, I'm going to go watch Time's Tiger King again. <laughs> yeah, time is just a loop. I'm going to re I'm going to reawaken my sourdough starter. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so sorry. Esther's using so this Esther's out of spite. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we are asking what Pat needs to get out of the Eight, of, Eight swords. of Swords. Like what, not what she needs to do to break free of the Eight of Swords, but what she should be getting out of it, like intellectually. Okay. <laughs> what did you get? I pulled three cards because I was curious. Um, I got yeah. the Ace of Wands. I was like Ace of Flames because it's lighter. So... <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm just that. making my own suits now. The Ace of Wands, which to me, like, immediately was, like, inspiration. Like, that that initial, like, lighting of inspiration. The uh -huh. Four of Pentacles and the Hermit. Interesting. I got the Eight of Cups and the Lovers. I feel like the Four of Pentacles and the Hermit go along well uh -huh. with the Eight of Cups yeah. and the Lovers. Like, maybe... The Ace of Wands being like, figure out new way. I mean, I feel like almost breaking through some right. sort of relationship or some sort of like partnership or friendship or whatever that's limiting you right. in some ways. Yeah, because it's especially with the, the Four of Pentacles and the Hermit together, that whole like conservation like is super powerful with those two cards in my spread. Plus the Eight of Cups and the moving on. yeah. And the lovers is also that decision card. And we don't use the lovers that often in that context, mm -hmm. but one of the uh, like sort of secondary meanings can be about choices. So it could also be choices that you're making that are limiting, that you're feeling super protective about with that four of pentacles, but that if you are able to sort of like remove yourself from it and spend some time alone mm -hmm. and do that ace of wands thing of like finding new ways of handling situations, then you'd be able to break through the eight of swords that's sort of surrounding you and locking you into this sort of protective, overly cautious mm -hmm. position. Right. And they, I love the eight of cups paired with this. Cause it's, and also paired with the four of pentacles, but just sort of being like, it's time to 
take your toys and leave the playground mm-hmm. in some ways. Right. Well, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like this the pathway out of that kind of like that viewpoint that Eight of Swords being trapped in the Eight of Swords or in that mindset. Not saying that they currently are, but what the card is kind of showing and developing yeah. is that you've been in a time of conservation of being very inward, it seems like. And the path out that Eight of Cups is through making that choice to act and making that, you know, doing that decision. And it, you know, who knows what that possibly could be referring to. Only could you be. do. Yeah, totally. But at the same time, it's it seems like there's a vivid transition between, like, inward to outward action. Right, outward. And especially with starting with an Ace of Wands. Mm-hmm. Like, that is such an outward motion. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. it. Okay, so then maybe we should help Kat figure out what card is their card. Yeah. Or is her card. So coming up with a personal card is something that you can change whenever you want. So like, for example, one really common way that you'll see a lot this time of year is people putting together their card of the year just using numerology. Right. So that is a totally fine way that you can find your card of the year. Mm -hmm. Have you done yours? I I haven't done mine yet, but I know that every year we do it on the podcast, we both get the math wrong. (laughs) So... So should we do it together? I have a calculator. I have one of my calculator on my iPad. Just a second. Let me calculator. (laughs) And we can, we can just do this together. Team. We are doing this live. Yeah. So the way that we've done it before is done our birthdays and the year, like the current year, not our birth year. Right. Okay. It is downloading on my iPad. Go away. Isn't it funny how if you don't use an app often enough, it removes I'm it, like, and then you're like suddenly forced to realize how infrequently you use some stuff. Okay, so my my birthday and the birth year together, we're adding it. Yes. So my birthday is May sixteenth. So I'm doing five plus one plus six plus two plus. Two plus two. I'm just leaving out the zero. I'm pressing all the wrong numbers. What is my birthday? Eight. Nope. Plus four. Plus the whole year, like 1986. Now everyone's going to steal my identity. No, no, no. But this current year. Oh, this current year. 2022. 22. 34. And then you add the three and the four together to get a singular number, right? Well, right. Or in my case, I got 18. So I could either stay with 18 or minimize it to nine. I think I'm still doing this wrong. (laughs) Wait, say that again. I was already typing something. (laughs) This is going to be really fun for us. (laughs) So my birthday is August 4th. So eight plus four. Uh Right. And then what else do I add after eight plus four? Two. And then another two, and then another two for 2022. Okay. So then, then, then did you get 34? I got 18. Oh, did we get the same? Because yes. I think every year we're the same, but then I fuck it up. So, okay. Then 18. Are we the same every year because our birthdays? Our birthdays add so up to I'm the same. I'm five, one, and six. Uh-huh. Esther's eight and so four. That's 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. We're always going to have the same yeah. cards. Okay. So we're either the moon... Or if we simplify it further, the hermit. So my natural birth cards for my birth date, like not yearly card, but birth date uh-huh. are the moon and the hermit. Oh, so, so this will probably be a pretty big year for you. No comment. 
Yes, I'm in my 12th house year. For people who know astrology, I'm in my 12th house year. Esther's on a struggle bus. Already. So. (laughs) And my birth cards normally, or my birth card is uh, the magician or um, what's 10? Strength? No, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, yeah. So that's like my normal birth card, whatever. And I think the magician and the Wheel of Fortune both are nice for me. But it's interesting to think about the hermit and the the moon uh-huh. because for both of those it's so much inward work yeah. and also for some of us who will remain nameless the solitude that's involved with that being a year card of the uh-huh. year is also really important yeah. and the con- and also the other part about that is the confidence of the solitude yeah yeah not this is not a podcast related no thing, it's not everybody. no this is this is a, a esther personal or life. a marriage related no, thing not. we should say both of those yes. things this is not a breakup announcement or a <laughs> us breaking up announcement neither it's of my marriages are breaking statement up of solitude <laughs> yes. exactly neither of our primary like person interpersonal entanglements are in danger <laughs> exactly <laughs> from our spouse or from each exactly. other okay so I love that for your card of the year. I It remains to be seen what it means for me. Yeah. But I believe that initially my focus is going to be on turning inward again. Because well, you are going we, to be entering into your 12th house year this year, too. Am I? When you turn, when you, for mean? your next year birthday, your next, after your next okay. birthday, like you're going to be in which your 12th in house year, which is like your most lonely year. Because you have to think of the house as like one's the sun rising, one's the sun oh, setting. No. And the 12th house is the sun setting. I'm turning 35. Don't yes. make me be lonely. I don't want, I'm really bad at well, it. Well, that's a card of the year now. I didn't do it. <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. I could cry just thinking about how loneliness it's not, impacts me. And it's really not a loneliness. It's more of like a deep, deep introspection that it's like a 12th and like a dark night of the soul is basically how it really feels. Would, so, you know, so much more about astrology than I do. Do the things that are in my 12th house on my natal chart. They will like also come into play. Yes, they will come into play. So like, just think of it like what's ever in your house is going to like magnify. So like Lilith is in my 12th house which sucks balls for it to be there. But that's what, so anything that's in your 12th house will sort of like it'll be illuminated during that time and, and come into play. Do you say, are you saying illuminated or eliminated? Illuminated, lighten up. Illuminated. Like just think of it okay, like okay, a okay. spotlight will be put on those like planets or dignitaries or whatever. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. All right. Who the fuck is, my 12th house does have what is your 12th a lot house? in it. My, tw- I'm using CoStar because I can't remember my goddamn login for ast- for the my actual okay. <laughs> astrology, whatever. So my 12th house is, uh, nope, this isn't going to work. Let me find my actual chart. Okay. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> That'll be way easier. You're about to see an insane outfit also. I'm really excited. I, lo- I already know it's a crop top, a sweatshirt crop top, but I'm so excited. No, it's a Steel's Pots and Pans sweatshirt that I turned into a crop sweatshirt, but cut way too short so it doesn't even cover my boobs <laughs> at all but then i'm wearing a gigantic like dark green nighty underneath oh it. it i'm i'm very high glam right now is what i'm saying <laughs> i'll be right back on my chart <laughs> i too am wearing a crop top sweatshirt fyi so <laughs> <laughs> we're so stylish um okay saturn and uranus are both in my 12th house okay and 
my this is also this is why I get so unsure of myself when I talk about astrology because I think that my 12th house has both Capricorn and also what's the one that looks like an arrow? A uh, Sagittarius, right? Sagittarius in it. So how do you know which rules that house if it is like equal? Like Let me look see. Uh, hold on. Yes, Sagittarius is your last house. Your 12th house. So says your co-star that I logged into. Because <laughs> I don't use it either, but I use it to, to see everybody else's chart. That I, know. I know, because it's the only way you can yeah. in so many yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. If I, use, I mean, I really, really freaking love the um, Time Passages app, but for some reason it just will not let me log in. Oh, weird. And I, even after changing the password a whole bunch of times, it's so infuriating. Yeah. So basically stuff that's Uranus and Saturn do in your chart, like be, like Capricorns, because so so Saturn rules Capricorn. So some Capricorn uh -huh. stuff will come into play. Okay. Because it's 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 one of your I mean, it's one of your chart rulers. You're like super Capricorn energy. I, yeah, I have a lot of Capricorn energy. I don't know. Ugh, I guess I should just pay somebody to do this for me. If any listener. <laughs> we have read so many astrology books astrology and we are like we poking in the dark here. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand basic transits. Uh -huh. Just long fart. Insert long <laughs> fart noise here. Like, that's it. I don't know. I don't know anything. It may be useful to do the Chani, the Chani Nichols. She has, like, the Capricorn rising. And that'll probably talk about 12th house stuff. Because because house yeah. stuff has to do with your rising sign starting being your first house. Right? Yes. I'll do that. Or Because it's, like, 40. I think like I looked today. It was, like, 45 bucks for her packet for the whole year. And she doesn't. I'd buy them every year. Because she does an amazing really? job explaining everything in video right, and details. Well, I just have a little bit of a grudge because she still hasn't made her app oh, compatible with Google Play. And it's so annoying. And, like, and, why she, and she needs to release her tarot deck because the tarot deck that they use in the app is amazing. Is yes, it? Yes, it's gorgeous. <sighs> I just want to be able to use that app. I mean, I guess I do have an iPad, so I could use it on my iPad. Yeah. I only use my iPad for like worksheets. Oh my God, this is a really cool deck. Right, worksheets it? for my students. <laughs> yeah, that's really cute. I would totally buy uh -huh. that. And it being square square would be so fun with that deck too. I love a square mm -hmm. deck as we've discussed before. Taurus. So you only, you got yours for your rising. Yeah, you, she, she recommends you do it for your rising because that's what, because that, that's what basically your chart is created from you can like i've got i purchased in the past and everything's like sometimes included but this year it's different where you have to you know you she's professionalized a little bit more to do it for your just your rising sign oh and that does use paypal so that makes that like a very easy exactly exactly <laughs> wait are they gonna send something to me no this is digital yes yeah, right? digital yeah 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 Okay. It's it's a drop doc box download and in the past it's been like a PDF and like her going through a PPT and explaining all the all the shit that's going on through every month. So Okay. Uh that's done. Now we should continue answering this question. Poor cat. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Just a quick ten minute sidebar. Okay, but yeah, so it it can feel really overwhelming right. when you get a car. Like, for example, I, I know that I've talked about this so many times, but the year, well, it was the same year for both of right. us. I kept getting the motherfucking Two of Swords, uh -huh. and you kept getting the Wheel of Fortune. And we were like, why are these our cards for, like, our cards? Exactly, exactly. 
And sometimes that just happens. But I do think that in the context of this situation, the eight of swords is just trying to tell you that you should take stock of decisions that yeah. you've been making and see what you're holding on to too much and maybe make new changes to the way that you interact with stuff. Right. We can, for you, Kat, pull a card that might be ref more reflective of something you can focus on. We'll each pull one so we can read them together. But then also do the calculations to find your card of the year to see if that feels better. Yeah. And yeah, like, like Holly said, you can pick your own card. Like sometimes cards are f like here for a few months as your card. Sometimes yeah. they're here for your entire life. Like seven of swords. Who wants the seven of swords as their life card? But it I know. me, you know, <laughs> I love it for you, Esther. And I think every time you have one of those revelations, like the one that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, where you were like, oh, not everybody has these other modes. Right, right. That's like a perfect example of the seven of swords being a card that really has a lesson to teach right. you. And has for a while. And even though people often perceive it as a negative card in your situation, it's just like reminding you that gathering information and doing those things is something that is part of you. Yeah. But also that not everyone always is doing stuff like that. So it's okay for you to trust right. as well. Exactly. Yeah. But you, it, it's going to take, it's taken you a really long time to get to that point, mm -hmm. even though that card has popped up for you all the time yeah. for years. Yeah. I mean, it's my, it's my card in Jamie's pocket of peers deck. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I chose the two of swords because even though I hated getting that card so much, mm -hmm. it eventually really came to mean a lot of a lot yeah. to me. Yeah. A lot to me, especially stuff about trusting your own gut. And I think that the eight of swords could be equally as like trust your own right. gut e as the two of swords. Yeah. Oh, I just, okay. So now we're going to each pull one card for, a card to think about cat. And then I would also definitely suggest doing a card of the year just mm -hmm. because it's always nice to have additional. Information. Exactly. Yeah. But a card for cat. The ace of swords for me flew out of the deck for cat. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And I got the six of cups. Oh, I like that. Interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like, it's like building your foundations from the past are now like that knowledge is going into the future as you walk forward. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Six of cups. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just getting kind of like some pings about this being like some, I mean, it might be the two of swords that I'm just projecting, but I feel like there's some sort of like nostalgia that's keeping you really stuck. Mm -hmm. And so if the cards that you should be learning a lesson for right now are about like using critical thinking right. to cut through nostalgia, mm. then that would also make sense in a lot of, a lot of the cards we that pulled. we came up with for the first part of the right. question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there might be some nostalgia that's really keeping you stuck mm -hmm. and figuring yeah. out ways to slice through that is the best way to be able to move forward. Yeah, totally. Good luck, cat. Yeah, good luck. It's having the eight of swords show up for you is not a burden. No, it's, it's not. It's only a, I guess, directive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a directive. It's like an action point for you to jump from and walk forward right. in that in freedom that you have the power to choose your next steps. Absolutely. All right. Well, since we talked about card of the year for so long, <laughs> I actually don't know if we have time for our second question. Well, so maybe okay. we'll just skip right to our yeah. best of yeah. to keep this at a tight 45 to 55 minutes <laughs> and we'll get to that question next yeah. week. That'd be fun. Uh, okay. So, Oh, I didn't even tell you, oh. Esther, I created a Google form oh, yes, yes, yes. for book plate address requests. Yes. 
this is going to take a little while because apparently doing book plates requires like a lot of mailing stuff across the world <laughs> in our case, because <laughs> Esther lives in Korea and I live in California. So we are going to put a link in the show notes. If you bought our book and want a signed book plate, that is probably just going to have our signatures because I don't know if there's any way for us to further personalize it. Oh, home and home. Dogs, dog situations. Dingy. Um, Oh. He's been learning from Kamja this little whine. And so now his his whine has moved his bark has moved from like whoa 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 to like oh, 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 I'm just so sweet and pitiful. <laughs> I love him so what a good dog. He's such a sweet um anyway, so if you would like to get the book plate for our book with our signatures on it, just go ahead and fill out the form that's in the show notes. Um, we'll also probably put it on our Instagram stories yeah. and in our Facebook group. We're just collecting addresses for now. We don't have any time frame for when this will happen. Yeah. Um, so if you are moving in the next like six months, I would say don't fill it out until you have your new address. But if you don't have any plans to move, uh, you can fill it out now and we'll start gathering those, those contact informations to contact information as a, <laughs> like collective verb <laughs> addresses specifically to send those out. Yay. And also there's another announcement. Spotify now lets you rate and review podcasts on their oh, app. Oh, that's nice. So if you like me, listen to our podcast on Spotify, definitely go rate and review us there yeah. because that's great. And our reviews for our books on Goodreads and Amazon and everything are fantastic. Uh, if you have read it or haven't read it, if you love us and love the book, <laughs> brain review us there too. Yeah. It turns out that that's like as much as it's fucking embarrassing as hell mm -hmm. to say that because it makes us sound like such YouTuber wannabes. All of the algorithms in our it world does. require these things to be done. Yeah. So. We appreciate and it. And as you do like the <laughs> blog roundups of the year of books you've read, please tag us in your stuff because we will share oh, everything yeah. out the wazoo if we can. So and we do not were, be shy. We have gotten a couple of reviews that are sort of end of the year stuff and it's been really exciting yeah. and cool to see. Yeah. So include us. We're available if you want to chat, whatever. Is this all sounding too desperate? No. The algorithm needs this. Yeah, to exactly. People. So yes. Thank you so much for I your love and support. All right. You're amazing. Yeah, exactly. We love and support you. <laughs> As we're going into our fourth freaking year of doing this, it's just like, I just love I it know. so much. It's just wild. It's so wild. All right. So this year we were talking about our favorites of 2021. <laughs> if you have any interest in uh, personalized songs that relate to specific podcasts, I'm sure that I've talked about Who Weekly on the podcast before. They do an annual year-end review called the Who Me Awards. Uh -huh. And one of the hosts for the Who Me for the Who Weekly wrote the longest, most amazing song for the beginning of their oh. thing. And it was like this people who do this as their full-time job have the time to do <laughs> I know, the that's true. Stuff. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we do not. Yes. So we're just starting with bah, 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 <laughs> sort of noises. Air horns. <laughs> exactly. Some air horn noises. Um, so what we were looking for, for our favorites is both stuff that came out this year, if possible, but like at the top of the show, we talked about nothing makes any sense from the way that this year worked. Nope, so it could be stuff that we used the most this mm -hmm. year. It could be our literal favorites that came out this year. I think both of us are probably going more towards the stuff we've used the most right. this year. I just think because so. Shipping delays, time doesn't... weird stuff. Going yeah. On. 
Exactly. Exactly. So I think that there's probably going to be some overlap between stuff that came out this year and stuff we used the most this year. But at the same time, that's not the promise. Because <laughs> we've not discussed any decks at all. These are all surprises for all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't discussed any of the decks whatsoever. Um, So that'll be fun. And we're going to start with our favorite tarot slash oracle decks. Did you choose one for each or just one deck total? I have like four in front of me. Just a moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can't wait to <laughs> okay. hear it. Actually, I'll go first. Okay, yeah, you go first. And then you can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My most used deck of the year was definitely my Hilda tiles. Oh. I use them all the time. So thank you to you and to Jamie for creating this yeah. together. I just, you know, have loved Hilda since I was a small child. In fact, my sister got me a big poster of, uh, of Hilda under the bucket. I don't even remember which card of yours it's for to frame and put in my bathroom. Yeah. So she just feels like a warm hug yeah. and you guys did such a good job on this together. The tile format is so, so good. cool too. It's so good. It's just so good. So that's probably my most used tarot deck um, of the year. My most used Oracle deck is for sure Memento Mori for better or for Mm -hmm. worse. I like to avoid her, but also she's the only one who tells me what I need to hear sometimes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) So thanks Claire for that. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I keep looking around. Okay. So my most you, so we'll just go with most used first. Okay. Is um, the pastel Rider Waite Smith. Oh yeah, I use her I, a lot too. Like I, we have talked about many times, Rider Waite Smith, and I just really enjoy this version of it. Me too. It's just I think it's just so delightful. It takes away some of the like heavy Catholic tones because like I think we even, we didn't say it plainly in the book, but this is like a Catholic tarot deck basically. <laughs> like yeah it's it's lots of christian overtones in you know embedded into it and stuff like that but it's just a delightful little tarot deck and i appreciate the colors, the colors. in the pastel writer weight smith are just amazing. yeah it's i got mine done. printed on plastic too yeah. which i really like so just exciting and i'm afraid that they're gonna take it off of because it's on make playing cards so i'm yeah. like please don't take it off make playing cards because i may want backup yeah. copies <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe we should do that. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I think. It's not a bad yeah. idea. I think my favorite new deck of the year, to specify, is Carnival at the End of the World. I'm so glad I purchased yes. this deck. And yes. it came to me in 2021, so I'm counting it as a new deck. So. Exactly. I think that that totally is fair. So, yeah. It did actually come out in like 2018. Yes. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. I get, it's new to me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's like my new, my favorite, like new tarot deck that I appreciate and enjoy. And if you want to hear me cry about it, you can listen to our episode on that. Yeah. Um, Oracle decks. I think my most used Oracle deck, of course, is Yes, Memento Mori. Just throwing cards out there all the time from Memento Mori. Yeah. Constantly. And I think my favorite new Oracle deck is the, the Purgatorium Oh, I've never even seen that before. It is like witch burning, delightfully good, like Puritan oh, is it images. Woodblock printing that is cool. And it came with a rosary. It's my first rosary that I've ever gotten, but it was like a cool ass, <laughs> like beaded one. But it's like all these like Puritan ish sort of images. Yeah, the wood woodblock printing is also so, so cool. cool. I love that medium. And like, and it's like the book explains really well that it's kind of based on psychology. It's 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 just a whole system involved. Anyway, so I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. So that's my favorite new Oracle deck of the year. 
Yeah, so. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Was it a Kickstarter? No, it was basically like, I think online I was like, ooh, this looks really cool. And so I found it. So I'll put the link in the show notes so everyone wants to buy it. But it's really, yeah. really cool. And it comes with spreads. And the, in the book, the only frustrating part, maybe if we read it one day, but the only frustrating part is the book is not in any sort of order. So you have to kind of try to find the meaning to it. That is always <laughs> going to be my pet peeve with Oracle cards. And so I'm like, I, I just got to, can you please just put it in like alphabetical order so I can find you? Or just like tiny numbers somewhere. <laughs> like there has to be something. Exactly. But that's not, that doesn't happen in this first edition, but like, look at this, look at the devil here with a pregnant lady. And it's like vanity. Yeah. Love it. Just the, it's like positive and negative And it's all, it's based on the, the, the um, steps of grief. Like that you go oh, through. Oh, cool. It's really cool. That's awesome. So those are my favorite tarot and oracle decks of the year 2021. Awesome. So now we're going to move into tarot slash witchy books. And our, I think that we probably agree that our favorite tarot book of the year was Ancestral Tarot. Yes, yes. We interviewed the author at the beginning of the year, Nancy Hendrickson. I think it also opened up a lot of new doors for me yeah. like sort of spiritually about working with ancestors mm -hmm. and what that needs to or what that can look like and should feel like right. and all of that stuff i just think it's such a well-written book it's totally. really directive uh and i think nancy is like an incredible resource mm -hmm. for this stuff um and so i just really liked it i've revisited it a lot this year not as much as i probably will next year in my hermit year <laughs> Uh, but it's still, I just really like how many instructional components there are. And anytime they give us like, here's what you should be doing now. I really enjoy it. Right. And there's a lot of good tarot spreads in here. Exactly. Too. Yeah. And I, that's so good. Um, for me, I didn't read many witchy things this year or tarotty things this year. Be, except for our book. I read our book like six or seven times. So, um, and that's just, and that's like not the Leo in me talking. I just really enjoyed our book so much that yeah. like as a, like as a fan of us, <laughs> like it was good. That does not sound weird to say to me. I don't know if other people think it sounds weird, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Like I am not reading it from this perspective of like, Ooh, you know, look at my words are amazing, but it's from the perspective of like, it's this interesting. Is interesting and it's something that and I love because we wrote it during a pandemic. I only remember about a third. Exactly. Of it, so exactly. I have it's to like, Oh yeah, regularly. this is so cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, that was kind of my That's favorite fair. pick of the year. It's kind of, it feels like navel gazy, but it's not intentionally supposed to be like that. No, I mean, totally morning glory milking farm, but it's not witchy. So <laughs> <laughs> that's in the non witchy book section. SRGs. <laughs> All right, my favorite non-tarot witchy book was The Scent of Lemon and Rosemary, Ooh. Working Domestic Magic with Hestia uh -huh. by Rachel Henderson. Wait, is this two? Oh, no. Henderson and Hendrickson. Oh. Henderson, interestingly, is a family name on my paternal grandmother's oh. side, but I don't think we're related. Um, and I really liked this book most primarily because Hestia has always been somebody that I'm interested in working right. with. I have an altar to her in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad is Greek as we've talked about a lot. My dad's half Greek. So I'm a quarter Greek. So the Greek pantheon has always been an area of interest for me. I know a lot more about Greek mythology than almost any other pantheon, but also Hestia is just really great because it's like a low key, small scale domestic goddess. Right. And I really like that kind of work. Yeah. 
But the thing that I like the most about this book is not just that it focuses on Hestia, but also that it breaks your house down into rooms. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of that Mrs. B's book that right. I recommend to everybody. But it's a little bit more manageable because Mrs. B's has more personal anecdotes. Okay. And this one feels more, like, instructive. Okay. Like, there are exercises we should be doing with every section. Mm-hmm. There's also a whole section about how to avoid cultural misappropriation Ooh. or cultural appropriation in general. Yeah. But I also just really like that it focuses on these different types of the house. So yeah. the idea of home in general, then the threshold, the kitchen, your living spaces, the bedroom, even the bathroom, mm-hmm. all of it's organized by room. Yeah. And it says like, here are some things, some really easy, straightforward things that you can be doing to make those places feel more devotional mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just think that it's a good combination of like lore, uh, practice, uh, intentionality and uh, instruction. Okay. So I just really, really was pleased with that it. That sounds really nice. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend it for sure. And it's all, it's like stuff that's easy. Like right. The whole beauty of working with Hestia is that it's stuff that you probably already have. Right. Around. And you're probably already doing, but just to make it. Right. Yeah. None of it's like, none of it was oh my god mind blown right all of it's been like oh yeah that's true i should go back to doing uh-huh. that more consistently yeah. or whatever so it's really reassuring oh in that that's way. and i just nice. have, i just really really liked it so i definitely recommend it and again the title for that is the scent of lemon and rosemary working domestic magic with hestia by rachel henderson okay i will put that in the show notes perfect she's a professional seamstress hmm Oh, she's the author of So Witchy, which came out in 2018. I, you probably saw that one. Oh, yeah. It's a sewing book. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Witchy. She works with Llewellyn a lot, but So Witchy does sound fun because that's a really cool way. There's a lot of stuff about, like, creating talismans or whatever. There's, like, the floor washing stuff, but also some additional. And she does a really good job of including the reasons why, like, some of the more basic things. There's even a whole houseplant section. It's, it's just really cool. All right, so non-witchy books... So this year was the first year that I used StoryGraph rather oh, than yeah, Goodreads right. for tracking. Uh-huh. And I know that I'm a total evangelist for them, but I just find it really cool. And the only thing that people didn't like about it is that there wasn't the same social component as there is on Goodreads. Right. But now there is. So you can connect with people on StoryGraph now. You also, I find that it is incredibly good at suggesting stuff to me. And I also, even though I know that I read primarily romance, I really like seeing the framework of like what pace of book I like. Like Mm -hmm. I like fast paced or medium paced books that are between 350 and 450 pages. That's like the primary thing that I've been reading this whole year. So so I think StoryGraph is a really great resource for people. I would definitely suggest downloading it if you're looking for a way of tracking stuff. Um, but I only think that I rated like five books with five stars. Oh. This whole year. So, what was your all absolute favorite non witchy book? Uh, yeah, definitely probably Morning Glory Milking Farm because I sent myself a copy of the Not Safe for Work <laughs> version to your house for myself. Oh, it hasn't gotten here yet. Okay, okay. I don't think. I would have noticed because I unwrap everything. Okay, okay. Pack, pack well, it's, it. Hopefully it'll be there soon because it's traveling there all the way from Ohio. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. All the way from Ohio. From 
So the books that I rated five stars in addition to our own this year were Actor Age Eve Brown, which is the third Brown sister oh, yes. book uh-huh. from Talia Hibbert. It was so cute. Aww. Basically, she's like very chaotic and he's straight laced, which is one of my favorite tropes. I love a chaotic like character. Mm-hmm. I also really loved Malibu Rising by Taylor oh, Jenkins yes. Reid, which is not a romance, but everything that she's written, I've just really enjoyed. And then my most recent five star was All the Feels, which is the second spoiler alert book from Olivia uh-huh. Dade. And it's also just very cute. I love the world that she's created with all these like this like sort of fictional TV show mm-hmm. and that has all these actors with strong feelings on it. <laughs> and that's kind of another one where it's like a little bit of a chaotic situation. So I think those are probably my I don't know. None of them like jump out as being like my favorite mm-hmm. book of the year. Even though I gave all of them five stars. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering what happened. I don't know. Oh. You just have to share the crown. Morning Glory Milking Farm was the most surprisingly beautiful, delightful book ever. Yes, it really was. I'm wondering maybe what else. I read 102 books so far. It's the 30th. And I plan to finish three today and tomorrow. Mm. Is that insane? It might be insane. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. The other fun thing is that it'll tell you who's a similar reader to you based on what you Oh. So you can befriend people based on how much, because it collects so much data. Right, right, right. So you can befriend people based on how much their reading habits look like yours. Which to me is like what you want from a book social media. Exactly, right. Where's my... I'm not going to finish War and Peace, despite my best efforts. Yeah, it's okay. You're fine. (laughs) Start start it again next year. Count as next year's book. I really thought that I might, but no. Uh, oh, you know what my actual favorite book was, which was not even a romance at all, but I just loved so much. Do, have you ever listened to um, uh, Between the Wires? No, I don't no. think so. What is it? What's the podcast called? Hold on. I think it's called In Between the Wires. Oh, Within the, the Wires. So it's this really cool sort of like futuristic, it's not even really in the future, dystopian alternative history podcast each season is different. It's all kind of like found audio style. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. You don't really know what's happening, but it's in this like idealized society that to- that basically was created after World War One, mm-hmm. where there are no borders and even families don't exist anymore. Oh. Anyway, so they d- I listened to this book um, and they did a book that's a standalone that's in the same world as the podcast okay. called You Feel It Just Below the Ribs. And it was so good. It's creepy. It's unsettling. It's really compelling. I just loved it. And the podcast itself is equally as creepy and compelling and amazing. It's just Mm -hmm. so good. I listened to it, which I think everyone should listen to more books. And I really fucking loved it. And then I also, another thing that I loved that I listened to this year was yours cruelly elvira memoirs of the mistress of the dark cassandra peterson elvira Uh she's like kind of an la like you know spooky whatever she her memoir was so much fun so much fun and i think she was really huge in like the late 80s and early Mm -hmm. 90s especially so i was like only vaguely aware because my mom is really into her sort of vibe yeah 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 um and that was also really really fantastic yeah and then 
according to my oh, man. Kindle. I actually read a, how did I not? I didn't write enough stuff because I've read a lot oh, of stuff. That no, uh, I, according to Kindle, have read eight books this year. So <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> I've read more, but only on like cataloged on Kindle, like eight of them. I, so I read two different arcs for stuff that's coming out next mm. year that I fucking loved. Uh-huh. One is Electric Idol oh, by yes. Katie Robert, the Dark Olympus second mm-hmm. one, which I gave 4.75 stars to. I really, really love it. And it is, um, what, what's the, who are the character names? All of my internet has started loading really slowly oh. for some reason. <laughs> anyway, that's coming out in 2022. Really fantastic. And then also Eva Lee's Good Girl's Guide to Race. Oh, yes. It's uh-huh. the beginning of a new series. I love her so much. She's such a good author. And that series is going to be fantastic Yay. because it's like like three brothers slash friends and they are scoundrels and they're one of the one of the heroes left the other heroes from another book's sister at the altar. Oh, like they're chaotic. Okay. They're not they're like very rakish. Uh-huh. They don't want to be responsible for anything. Okay. They hurt each other, but they all really love each other a lot. And it's just going to be like a truly amazing. So in the first book, it's the brother of the sister who was left in the altar and the sister of the guy who left the other brother's sister at the altar. And so you think that there's going to be conflict and of course there is, but it's a romance. Everything ends up great. And Eva is just like such a fun author. It's just like very, very, very good. That sounds good. And those both come out next year. So keep an eye out for both of those. Man, reading is the best. (laughs) Why do we do podcasts when we have so, we could spend so much more time reading reading Esther. (laughs) Or read on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true uh do you want to talk about your favorite tv show of the year uh season three of what we do in the shadows <laughs> i was i was like well this year i've started i did two new tv shows well i already spoke of like well i mean like the coll- the collision of the patreon episode that's going to be coming out is both of my t- favorite tv shows the witcher yeah. that i watched this past weekend all of them we talk about on that pot Patreon. On Patreon. We, I go in depth to reasons and <laughs> it has nothing to do with the, the attractiveness of Henry Cavill. It has everything to do with no, the fact I know. that he's it doesn't at a all. fun himbo exactly. that kills stuff. I like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then of course, what we do in the shadows. Cause that was like a nice, happy, I did like um, murder in apartment B. What was that one on Hulu? Only murders in yes, the building. Thank you. I was. I loved I was that. Like, that was a great show. Apartment You're thinking yeah. of "Don't Trust the Bee" apartment, in Apartment yes. 23, which is also an excellent, <laughs> excellent TV show. Gone too yes. soon. So yes. But yeah, Mur- only, only murders, murders in the, the building, building was really delightful. Fun. So that's like a third. I have show. one single episode of TV that I think everyone should watch. It's on Netflix. It's the auto tune episode of This Is Pop. Uh huh. I make everyone watch it on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. My sister and I made my entire family, including my brother and sister-in-law, watch it because we love Let it me so see much. If I and have this as pop on our on our Netflix, it is so cool. Okay, it's like so it talks about sort of the history history of how it was created, and then T Pain, who's just the sweetest soul in I the love whole entire T-Pain. world, is on it talking about how everyone told like he got really down because it starts out with him telling an anecdote about. Usher saying you really, really, you really ruined music to him while they were on a private plane together and how that impacted him. And then he goes on to talk about it. His wife's in it. Yeah. Other people who use auto tune and created electronic music. Mm-hmm. Or, it's just like such a fascinating episode of television. And I was totally in the mode of auto tune is bullshit. Oh, right. Like, I fell for that too. So that episode. And then the other episode from that series that's fantastic is the one that's about Swedish pop. Uh huh. Okay. It is 
so cool. Okay. Both of those episodes of This Is Pop are just amazing. Well, they are on my Netflix. Highly, highly recommend. So I shall watch them. I watch a lot of TV. I think that those are probably the things that I revisit. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. Uh, I don't think that we have any other. Do, is there anything else about 2021 that we want to talk about besides that we are grateful we made it through? I know. We are great. <laughs> we are so grateful. I think. Well, okay. So we will start the speeches, the acceptance awards speeches. <laughs> so first of all, very grateful for the listeners as always, because. Oh my God. Seriously. It's, 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 it's like literally the only reason we keep doing this on a week to week basis. Cause otherwise it's too exhausting yeah. and it's not worth it. So. Thank you, the listeners, for all of your love. I mean, besides that, we get to have structured chat. Exactly, exactly. This is like, you know, <laughs> two grandmas that... calling each other out every yeah, Thursday exactly. or Tuesday night going, hey, how are you doing hey, this week? what's going on? <laughs> how are your dogs? How is those kidney stones Has your coming? neighbor said anything weird lately? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so this gives us, you know, structured time to spend time together as friends. And so, but. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. But it's also, we've made so many awesome new friends. Yeah. Even this year through this podcast. And everyone has been so loving and understanding when life gets hard and so thank you for being so gracious and loving as always and encouraging to us and thank you holly yeah. for being on this journey with me couldn't do without you and Ugh, uh, I know. i'll stop there before we both start crying but i love you i know i feel the same way we already had a, quite the love fest in our book faq section yeah. but everything that we said about how well we work together and how much we love each other then is true about the podcast yeah. too 2021 was a really weird year for everybody on the planet. Yes. And I don't think that I would have been able to make it through without knowing that I could always go to you to bounce my thoughts off. Yeah. Of. Yeah. And, and you're just such a good friend. Yeah, and, and I really appreciate Sharing you. with each other life stuffs. So. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes just recipes. Yes. Or, or yeah. But anyway. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, it's hard to say that I'm glad that a year is over because we have no guarantee that next year won't be mm -hmm. equally as frustrating. Right. But I think that having sort of a home base of our households mm -hmm. and each other is really, really helpful. And like the only thing keeping me remotely well, sane. And I think it's also nice for there to be hope kind of returning. Like, okay, finally we can close this chapter, yeah. close this door and go through a new one that may be better. And that we can hope Hopefully. that it is better. And yeah. so that, cause that little bit of hope, because if it was just a continual 2021 year, it's just a drudge, Over, you know, yeah, which was so bad. Did you watch don't look up? Not yet. I, everyone keeps telling okay. me I have, but I haven't had time yet. So, cause I was watching the Witcher. You're going to lose it over it, but I think you'll actually find it really helpful. Good. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I watched that on Christmas also. My family does not do traditional Christmas movies, apparently. <laughs> We're watching like a documentary series about T Pain and then <laughs> Don't Look oh, Up. Yeah. I love it. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, be the world man, you wish you were on the Well, world. this was, yeah, exactly. Great, great year of tarot podcasting, yeah. great year of tarot writing, mm -hmm. great year of not us doing tarot for ourselves, no. but this year with our joint hermit year. Yeah. We'll get there. I think so. Yeah. Just Turn away, turning inwards. Exactly. Yeah. Being more introspective and not forcing ourselves to be actively outward, which is interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. That'll be interesting. We'll see how this yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a form that you can use to submit questions. We do the outro every week, and every week Esther shuts down the Google Drive before yeah. we get to the outro. Esther is going to tell us that you should tell your friends about us. And rate review us. It helps us grow and makes algorithm stuff pump us up higher, because apparently 
podcasts that aren't even on the air still get reviews so (laughs) right exactly so weird so weird you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our awesome Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. You can also join our Discord server and we have additional merch on Redbubble. So you can look for all the links in yes, the show notes for all the stuff that we've mentioned as our favorites for the year in this episode, as well as any you know anything you could ever dream of. Buying our face yeah. on pillowcases. So much stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this we week. We love you so <laughs> we much. We love you. Yeah. 2022. <laughs> Is that our theme song for next year? Boo-boo-boo-boo. No. 2022. <laughs> we can't hype that year up more until we know it's That's true. Okay, maybe. <laughs> or maybe like whale noises. <laughs> <laughs>